Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of BDE, Big Dorm Energy. For those of you who have never listened to an episode, hi, I'm Ashley, I am a current junior at UCLA, double majoring in public affairs and communications. The fact that I'm a junior is absolutely crazy and mind-blowing and weird and disgusting. I hate getting old, it's a terrifying process, but here we are. I have not released an episode since April 8th, which is absolutely crazy. I have, in fact, recorded several episodes. However, I was just really busy, like, this summer and with midterms and finals and internship stuff, and I didn't really make time for my podcast, nor was I really inspired by something to release an episode, but we were all, I'm living in my sorority house, and we were all sitting downstairs studying, and... Um, a girl that I live with made a really funny comment just like in passing and I looked at her and I was like oh my goodness you should come on my podcast and she was like let's do it sure enough the following day we recorded an episode and it is probably one of my favorite episodes to date and it made me so inspired to start talking to people and inquiring and having really amazing conversations and pumping out episodes all the time now so I'm super stoked for this week's episode I had a conversation with Maddie Lorber, who is a second year at UCLA, double majoring in psychology and political science. She is from Portland, Oregon, and we had the most enriching conversation. It was actually kind of like an icebreaker for us because we didn't even really know each other, and she was amazing, and we sat down in the basement, and it was like two friends just sharing their life experiences and getting to know each other. She was a very type A only AP classes type of girl in high school and so we talked about like her experience in high school and with boys and friends and the track she was on and then getting to college and going to her first party and trying her first sip of alcohol and really getting immersed in this hookup like culture and making friends and not really attending class every day and trying to find a balance between social and academic life and it was such a good conversation she shares hysterical stories and I share some of my own stories and it's just like two friends getting to know each other and you get to come along for the ride so get ready it's one great episode all right you ready Maddie I'm ready okay so there's a lot I'm just gonna face you because it's gonna be more like a conversation okay perfect and just you and I getting to know each other okay which I'm so excited about so I I don't know if you know I've had this podcast since freshman year okay I just like really wanted to learn about people and get to know them and then last year things just got in the way of like me losing my voice and finals and being abroad and I just like really put it on the back burner I feel because it's like not a requirement that I do it you know exactly but it's awesome you're doing this it's so fun but so now it's a new year yep I'm getting into it we're gonna pump pump an episode out every single week oh yeah and so for everybody listening even if it's none of you because I haven't pumped out an episode in a hot (laughs) minute um Maddie and I don't know each other very well no it's gonna be a cute little experience we are just going to unpack literally everything so to give some clarity of why we're doing this so last night it was monday it's like what day three of school literally day three like first week fully we just started Mm -hmm. and a bunch of us so maddie and i live in our sorority house here at ucla and we're all sitting like grinding it's late everyone is just like delirious (laughs) we have not slept literally i saw my mom today i don't drink coffee like, really? if I okay. drink coffee, I'll lose it. My mom was, like, in the area today because she was, like, meeting up with one of her sorority sisters. Yeah. And she brought me a coffee. It was decaf, mind you, but I, like, needed a coffee. Okay. And she, like, yeah. looked at me and she's like, you haven't slept. Like, I can tell. Really? So I, like, woke up early after last night, like, went to the last gym, like, like, worked like, out. Oh, yeah. So bad. So we're, like, sitting there and... At UCLA, there's this thing called Duffel. Duffel, if you want to sponsor me, hit me up. Please you know sponsor who I am. her. We got but if Duffel sponsors me. <laughs> yeah, <he's so> <laughs> Manifestation. And you can it's like an instant postmates, and there's people, UCLA students on scooters who like drive to you and drop something off. So a bunch of girls duffled food, and one girl duffled mango. And Maddie was like, Oh my god, can I have a piece? <laughs> 
And then she was like, wait, I'm allergic. Wait, I'm so stressed. Like, I still want it. And everyone's like, Maddie, are you okay? And I'm like, wait, Maddie, I need you on my podcast. And she's like, great, let's do it. And Loki, everybody else was kind of salty. I didn't ask them. But I feel like for a comeback episode. Oh, oh, this is the right one. This is, this is. There's a lot to unpack. And we have like a sober dinner in like an hour and a half. <laughs> so we're going to be like unpacking like deep life moments. And then we're going to have to like go see boys and like act semi normal. I'm going to be like, hey, like, what's no, up? No, oh my God, and we're twinning. <gasps> Wait, I just realized. We need to capture this. Okay, Wait, so for the, the audience at home, if you're a pervert. Um, they definitely are. <laughs> we're both wearing black tank tops. Mine's from Brandy. Same. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally, I'm like a 12 year old right now and I'm wearing Lulu leggings. I wait. Maybe mine are American Eagle. Oh, okay. They're either Lulu or American Eagle. No, I'm like full 12 year old. Oh, me too. But that's what matters. I think leggings are pants and that's okay. I stand by that. So I don't even know where to start because it's going to be like <laughs> a getting to know you situation. Well, also I need to say one more thing before we get into this. Every time I've come into Maddie's presence, I walk in with like a bad one-liner of like something she's saying that's just so out of pocket. So we're going to unpack those oh one-liners. Oh my God. So, okay. So you're second year. Yes. You're from Portland, Oregon. I am, yeah. Why did you want to come to UCLA? Okay, so for me, I am not a rainy, bad weather person. The worst. The worst. And Oregon literally rains 365 days a year, hence why it's so green and beautiful there. But I swam in high school, and I would swim outside. And I'd be swimming in, like, the thunder and lightning, the snow, like, everything in between. And even though you could swim in the snow. You know, you would think you couldn't, (laughs) but the people in Oregon are built different, and they just want to torture you. So I did that, and I was like, get me the fuck out. I was like, I want sun, I want warmth. And this was, like, the only school when I applied and got in that I, like, started sobbing. Everything else was kind of just, like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, Mm -hmm. wait, tell me your, like, acceptance moment. Okay. So there's, like, the ugliest video. I am the ugliest crier. I would just, like... We're going to release it, everybody. (laughs) It's going to be all over YouTube. If you subscribe. (laughs) You don't even subscribe to podcasts, but subscribe. No, so I'm the ugliest crier. And literally, I opened it. And I thought I wasn't going to get in. Like, I had gotten rejected from, like, USC, like, Vanderbilt. Schools that, like... Other schools that were easier to get into than UCLA. And I was like, okay, there's no way. And I opened it, and I was like, I got in. It goes, like, dead silent. And I just start bawling stop that's so cute sobbing oh my goodness i'm so excited to see the video now Mm -hmm. oh Oh my god i'll show you all you listeners at big dorm energy on instagram you know where to find it oh yeah that's so interesting were you someone who was like very studious in high school yeah so what was that about i actually didn't go to a party until i got to college Let's unpack. This is why I this did this. This is a lot to unpack. Okay, okay, great, great. This is what being a podcast yeah. host is about. So why was that? Okay, so my high school was very odd. We had, like, our little AP bubble. It was, like, 60 or 70 of us. It's okay. a small school. Parties weren't a big thing, and I didn't interact much with the kids who weren't in AP classes because since freshman year, I think I'd been in every single AP class that you could, like, possibly take. So I was very, like, getting to a good school, like, this is what we're going to do, like, studying always like working on the act um yeah so i did a lot of that okay so question yeah when you got rejected from schools like usc Vanderbilt, yeah. what was your reaction so i think by the time i got rejected from usc i'd already gotten into ucla and i was like it's a done deal literally put it in my instagram bio the second i opened it i was like we're done get those followers rocking oh, yeah in. yeah yeah no literally came in with like 800 followers even though like, you and i requested each other no you yeah. requested me <laughs> last night she goes Ashley, I don't even think I follow you on Instagram. No, because I was sitting, we were talking, and I was, like, thinking, I was, like, wait a second, I don't even think I follow her. You gotta do a full stock. I have a good Instagram. You do have a really good Instagram, not gonna lie. But, um, yeah, no, so when I got rejected from other schools, it was a little disheartening because I think the funniest was UVA, I got waitlisted. No, I got deferred, and then I got waitlisted. And I was, like, that's just really raw. Just reject me at this point instead of, like... Put me through the trauma. Exactly, and so... That all happened before UCLA, and then I got into UCLA, and a lot of the rejections came after. So I was in a pretty good headspace about it. That's good. Yeah. And you never felt like, oh, my God, I'm better than these schools or anything Never. Like that. No, I have a very big imposter syndrome issue. Like I Really? Always, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, I don't think I'm smart enough to be here, even though, like, I work my ass off. Like, we all do. We're all smart and deserve to be here, but I'm always someone who, like, it's like, do I fit in? Like, should I be here? Stuff like that. Even though in high school you were, like, probably yeah. of the top 
whatever percent of your class. Yeah, so I was, I think, number three in my class. So You had rankings? That's, my dad yeah. talks about that. It's so bad. I, I think I would have. I already have. I like school-induced in, anxiety. And oh, I, I think feel. if there were rankings involved in my high school. Like, you know, yeah. ours was the same thing. Like, you're with those kids, like, who are in the honors exactly. and who are in those classes. But I think if I knew, like, where I stood, it would just... Oh, that was the problem is I'm very competitive with school. Not even sports and stuff, but school. I'm like, I have to be at the top of my class. Like, I have to do this. And so I literally would just work and work and work to be better and better and better. Which is why sis did not go to a party until she got here. So what do you do... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So what did you do on the weekends? Oh, I studied. Like an absolute asshole. I literally would be in my room and I'd be like, Mom, don't come in. I'm studying. Like like teen angst. Like, like teen angst. Like hair fully, like black hair, like goth makeup. <laughs> but like the studying version of that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So, but then were you at all intimidated to then come to a school where, like, for me, the reason I chose UCLA in part was because it had the rigorous academics and the fun social scene. For sure. Were you at all scared for what that was going to be like? You know, no, because I feel like in high school, I never really, like, found my people um, because Mm -hmm. I was in all these AP classes, and a lot of those people have different interests than I do, and coming in, that's why I joined a sorority is because I wanted to meet people who, like were like me, but also wanted to go do stuff. And um, luckily I found that, which is great. But definitely um, my first party, from what I remember, was I, I was a little traumatized. Okay, um, let's unpack. Where'd you go? What'd you do? I think I was Also, to- mind you, this isn't like peak of COVID. <laughs> this is like before Westwood shuts down and everyone just no, like actually. is on. Like, it's so bad, which we're not promoting that, everybody. No, we're not. We're pretending this is later in the year. It's fine. But um, I think I went to 433 Medvale. Okay. Um, which, which is where yeah. in, so in Westwood last year, which is where UCLA is, Nobody could really live in the dorms. And so lucky for me, my sorority house was open, but a lot of people were Mm -hmm. in apartments. So there were so many apartment social events because obviously people weren't like going to frat parties all that much or doing normal social events. And so there was an apartment complex called 433 Midvale where every freshman in Westwood lived. Yes, exactly. So that's where I went. Um, I remember that because... I moved down partway through winter quarter, so I wasn't actually here at the beginning. Okay, wait. Now, okay, finish in the middle. There's a lot to unpack with my life. But, um, yeah, so I got here partway through winter quarter, and at that point, everyone kind of had, like, their friend groups, stuff like that. Um, so I showed up to a party literally not knowing a single person. And I remember, I think I talked to, like, 300 people that night, fully didn't remember anyone's names, had to reintroduce myself to everyone Were I met. Were you drinking? You know... Um, I, no, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the first one, I didn't drink because I also hadn't ever had anything to drink in high school. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm loving this. No, it's okay. I wasn't the heaviest yeah. drinker in, in high school either. But also there were certain times where I was like, there's no point. Like I'm the type of person who, if I ever want to try something, yeah. like drug, alcohol, anything, it's, I have to want to do it. Yes, exactly. No, for sure. That's how yeah. I am too. Like peer pressure, like was never my thing. No. Like, yeah. Okay. Don't peer pressure kids. No. Bad. Can we talk about how easily people are peer pressured though? In high school, I was part of me did it more as like a stubbornness thing. Sometimes, like my parents were so open with me. Like my mom, they're gonna listen to this and be like, "You're making us seem like the chillest parents." Like my mom <laughs> just bought me alcohol and got carded by the woman. Are you serious? I swear to God, like five minutes ago and she's like so like oh my god ah. um shout out to you mom but so in high school it was always like open communication like whatever I did my exactly. parents would know yeah so that was never an issue like oh my god I'm afraid my parents are gonna see me drunk like they've seen you see me unwell many of times <laughs> but <sighs> flabbergasted me to the degree to which my friends were so impressionable like I know I remember sophomore year jewels were a big thing and I've never yes. hit like any nicotine device me neither. just yeah. because Lungs, lung health. Yeah, Yeah. period. I don't even need to explain why that's dumb. But they all did it. They would offer me money at lunch. I kid you not. We stand outside and they'd be like, Ashley, we will all pitch in $20 if you take one hit of this. People did that to me last year with, I think it was like cocaine or something. Like, nope, that's different. Nope. 
No, like, no, not even, like, no, the not fucking, even, like... <laughs> not even, if it was cocaine, it'd be, like, selling out, like, hundo, hundo. Oh, no, someone was like, I will pay you $5 if you do a line of this right now. I was like... I wouldn't even take what? a shot of, like, Captain no. Morgan for $5. Oh, I wouldn't do anything for $5. That's a lie, but okay. the majority of things I would not do i need a mango and I'd go into allergic yes. reaction. <laughs> but other than that... Wait, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you go to your first party. Who did you go with? I went with my roommates last year, and um, I remember because it was winter quarter, a lot of the girls I had talked to, like, for dorming in the fall had already been down here, so my roommates, like, were kind of pulled together on a whim, like, randomly. Like, we figured people out in, like, a week. Okay. Um, and so I went with my roommates, and I don't really – honestly, like – the first month I was here was kind of a blur. Like, there's, I don't know, because I had done so little in high school. Like, coming from an environment where I was studying all the time to, like, going out and partying was such a big shift for me. And it was, like, I, I went a little wild. Um, As you should. Yeah, like, very wild. Um, the worst for me was spring quarter, though. I fully went harder than anyone else. If you ask anyone in this house, they'll be like, Maddie. <laughs> Really? Yes. Why? How? Why? Why? Um, so... Like, what does that mean? Harder, like, in terms of... Just going out, um, at least, at least five or six times a week. I, there was one class I went to once. Believe it or not, I got an A in it, so... How did you manage that? Because, so it was, like, a GE class. So GE classes are chiller and, like, easier to kind of finesse your way around. During that quarter, I was, I was kind of, like, just... I mean, it's hard coming from having, like, a lot of time to yourself during COVID to then being surrounded by people. Um, By the time spring quarter hit, I was so over school. Like, online learning is not for me. Yeah. No, like, just not for me. And, like, I have migraines. And so, because I'm, like, on my computer all the time, like, migraines would happen pretty frequently. And so, I kind of just was like, this is not good for me. I also didn't want to take a quarter off because then I'd get behind. So I um, took some easier classes so I could kind of, like, finesse the system. See, it was always so interesting to me, and I always respect people who are able to finesse. Mm-hmm. I had friends in high school who would procrastinate until, like, 4 a.m. to write the longest paper and then get an A. Yeah. And it always pissed me off. And even now, like, people who can BS their way through their writing, uh, I just can't finesse school. Like, that's something I'm never, I've never been able to do. Like, even the easiest GEs, like, I spend hours. Like, mm-hmm. I'm such a perfectionist, especially when it comes to school. Like, I can't imagine yeah, doing that. So, it was, like, a GE heavily focused on writing and, like, research analysis. And I'm good at writing. Like, that's my strength. So, I was really good at just kind of, like, reading what we had to quickly and then kind of, like, typing something out. Um, and so that's kind of how I was able to do that. But that is the only class I've ever done that for. So when you say you went harder, you were going out, like, drinking? Like, uh-huh. are we talking boys? What are we talking? No, not even guys. So we'll unpack my spring quarter. Um, there, was it, like, lot. a hot spring girl moment? Oh, no, because I – there was some shit that happened. So just to, like, preface, I was roofied last spring. What? And, what? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. And sexually assaulted. Oh, my God. I just yeah. hit my knee. Okay. No, so last spring was not my peak with guys. You were roofied and sexually assaulted? I was, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay, because the thing is, like, it's made me so much more aware and, like, cognizant of what I'm doing. What, and, where did that happen? Um, It happened. I got roofied at one of the frats here. No way. Yeah. Shut so, up. Yeah. That has been my thing, which I'm the most naive person, but I'm always like, there is no way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never drink open cups because I had mono, so, like, I don't exactly. share with anybody. Yeah. Like, that's, I very much, people get mad at me. I'm like, I'm, I don't want your germs. Oh, I feel, though. Like, I feel. I sometimes, yeah, whatever. Um, And I don't even, I lost my train of thought, but I always believed, I was like, there's no way my guy friends would do something I know. so terrible. So what frat were you at? Can we call them out or no? Um, I'm not going to because it wasn't actually a guy in the frat that did it. Okay. It was some random guy who snuck his way in. Wow. Yeah. And so I don't, like, blame anyone in the frat. Like, a lot of them know it happened. Wait, set the scene for me. Was it, like, a massive party? Was It was a massive one. Okay. Massive one. 
And I think I was actually just going to get water and I like grabbed a cup and there must have been like something in it because, you know, like when you're at a party, you're not always paying attention to what's happening. And I'm sure there was like probably a little bit of a drink mix with something at the bottom and I like filled it up and drank it because I couldn't find any unused cups. And I hadn't had anything to drink. Like my friends know me, like they've watched me and I was like passing out. Like I passed out in the courtyard there. Literally don't remember how I got back to my apartment Woke up and I was like, what the fuck happened? I'm in shock. Yeah. yeah. No, it was not. It was not. How were you peak. able to drink after that, even though you weren't even drunk? Like, how do you trust people, let alone, like, boys in a frat? So, it's really hard for me. Because um, I've been, like, I've had some really shitty guy friends in the past who've, like, done shit you wouldn't think they would do. So, I have a lot of issues trusting guys in like general. What? So, you're going to fucking shit your pants at this. Um... <laughs> So in high school, this literally sounds like I'm making this up, but I promise I am not. In high school, I had this guy friend. He was literally in love with me, professes his love to me, buys me a $1,200 Tiffany necklace, not shitting you, after I'd, like, rejected him. And then him and the guy I was dating at the time and their friends made a spreadsheet ranking all the girls in my grade based on looks, personality, and overall. And they gave me a two in every category because I had rejected all of them. And then they sent it to me so I could see it and feel, like, shitty about myself. And I was like, you guys are ranking girls with eating disorders and being, like, their body's not good enough. And I literally was like, fuck you guys. So ever since that, I was like, I do not trust my guy friends. That (laughs) is the most wild thing I've ever heard. I know. And they sent it to you? Yes. Like, for your approval? They sent it to me, and, like, okay, here's how it went down. So, keep in mind, I was dating around that entire friend group, like an absolute okay. idiot. Um, And it was, like, a friend group of five people, so it wasn't like there was, like, a lot to, like, go around. Sure. But um, I had my first boyfriend sophomore year of high school, and... Which we will unpack, ladies uh-huh, and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Okay, so my first boyfriend sophomore year of high school, it was an astounding month long relationship it was amazing but anyways the same guy who gave me the necklace and made the list rating was it you accepted the necklace i didn't know what to do i was so traumatized i was like okay and i was trying to figure out like how to give it back to him and eventually his mom texted me and was like did my son buy you a necklace from tiffany's and i was like yes and she was like can i have it back and i was like take that shit away like ready for this you're not gonna believe this i have a similar experience are you actually shitting i swear to god what the fuck you're gonna die when i tell you you have to tell me okay okay i've never talked about this on the podcast so my sophomore year of high school i was really good friends with this boy we had been friends like my freshman year his junior year and it continued like till i was a sophomore and he was a senior he and I were such good friends, like, even best friends at, like, some point. Yeah. And he professed his love to oh, me, God. and I was shocked. I was like, no way. Like, nope, there's no way you like me. Like, what the hell? And I was never into him, but I think I want, I really wanted our friendship to work because, like, I cared about That's him so I much. Too. Oh, my God. I'm going to, like, throw up. Thinking about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. Okay. So, he, like, asked me out and asked me out, and I mean, I, like, had my mom draft texts for me, like, I am now, like, the expert. Like, my friends always come to me to, like, yeah. do the confrontational text because, like, shout out mom. Like, she really came in clutch. Queen shit. So, so many texts go by, whatever. We're just friends. Something had happened. I don't remember what. We go to a place called John O'Groats for brunch. We're sitting at brunch. It, it brunch ended. I don't know if he paid or he didn't pay. I don't even know if I ate. But we're leaving and we're waiting for the uber and he's like i have a gift for you oh fuck no like what is it are you ready oh my god no. he bought me <laughs> <laughs> he got me an apple watch are you fucking shitting me swear to god i literally like what do you do in that situation <laughs> i said no i can't accept that oh i tried with this guy no it gets worse it gets better. oh god no you're gonna die okay 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 I said, no, I can't accept that. He was like, no, Ashley, like, I really want you to have it. No. So I ended up taking it. I never, like, used it. Oh, yeah. Mind you. Yeah. And he ended up pursuing my best friend at the time. And then it was, like, this whole thing because he and I were still friends. My friendship with the girl got really weird. 
And it was, like, all this unnecessary drama. Everybody involved handled it wrong. But, like, it was toxic because he was, like, saying he was so in love with her. But then would be, like, FaceTiming me, texting me on the side. And I just wanted to be his friend. Yeah. But I also said things that, like, may have led him to believe other things. Like, it was just, like, a hot mess. Right. Well, the story comes to a close where at the end of my sophomore year... I worked as, like, a camp counselor, and I wasn't home, and him and his best friend, his best friend is, like, the epitome of a terrible human being, came to my house when I wasn't there and knocked on my door. Mind you, I have the most open relationship with my parents. Yeah. Oh, me too. They know every text that had been sent, every terrible word that had been sent, everything. Knocks on the door. My dad answers. Yep. And he says, the boy says, I want my Apple Watch back. I think I had sold it. Because I was like, <laughs> you know, like, you mean no. nothing to me, whatever. We, like, had right, stopped talking. Yeah. My dad says, first of all, get off of, like, my porch. Back away, first of all. Second of all, he's like, I know how you have been treating my daughter. And it is so Ew. not okay. No, I hate that. And he said, if you give a girl a gift, you don't, you don't even back. ever come to the house and ask for it back. And he said, you. you block my daughter. You unfollow my daughter. You delete her number. If you ever see her anywhere around, you give her the high school head nod and you keep moving. Exactly. Exactly. Like, That's how it should fully be. told him off, don't ever speak to my daughter, like, you absolute jerk, and I have not spoken to him since. And that's how you do it. Same with me, I have not spoken to him. Who has the audacity to get somebody a gift and ask for it back? Also, what is with boys, the manipulation with boys of, like, if you don't like me or you break yes. up with me, so like, the manipulation yes. of, I'm gonna kill myself if, like, you do this. I know, I'm like, Which, I'm, I'm dropping that so lightly, like, I need to, you know, got, like, no, mental health is very serious, but I've so seen the toxicity in relationships of, you don't like me, well, guess what? If you don't, like, show me love, like, I'm gonna hurt myself or I'm gonna hurt those around you. And that's what's so hard is because, like, I haven't really, like, dated in, oh, my God, like, two years now just because, like, guys are idiots and do manipulation stuff. And I'm not about that. It's, like, if I'm your friend, I'm only your friend. And, like, especially if I'm clarified. Especially if you're what? Like, clarified that, like, we're just friends. It's all that's happening. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's friendships that have moved from the friend zone more than that. Mm -hmm. However... It's, like, a mutual thing. Exactly. It's not, I want to pursue you and date you and love you and be toxic with you. No. And then I get your affection. No, and that's, like, not what I'm about. And I'm, like, I'm also not really into hookup culture just because, like. Interesting. Yeah, I just, like, for me, it's, like, I don't want to do something that, like, feels meaningless because I don't get anything out of it. And so it's kind of, like, that I haven't, like, dated in a few years because um, I've had, like, some bad situations with guys. And I also am, like, not super into hookup culture. So, I, like, hooked up with a few guys last year. But, um. So, okay. We need to first unpack. So, you get roofied. Yes. How did you find out that happened? Well, I remember just, like, feeling like I've never felt like this before. Like, going in and out of consciousness. Like, not remembering. My friends were all, like, what is happening? Like, and um, my friend's mom is a doctor, so she called her mom and was like, this is what's happening. And her mom was like, I think she got roofied. Right. So um, I never ended up getting a roofie kit because I really wasn't feeling well the next day. So I just kind of, like, stayed in bed and didn't get up, and I was traumatized and, like, didn't want to deal. So, um, but I hadn't had anything to drink, and the only thing that made sense was me getting roofied. And we knew that there was a creepy fucking random guy in there who was doing weird shit to girls, like, touching them in inappropriate places. And I was like, that's what happened. And what about the sexual assault? So that was actually one of my guy friends. Really? Yes. At UCLA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened is we were at my friend's apartment, and, um... It wasn't, he didn't rape me, which is good, but he did do that to other girls. Um, And he put me in a chokehold and started trying to kiss me. And I was pushing him away and I was like, no, stop, get away. And he wouldn't stop. And I eventually like hit him and I was like, get the fuck off of me. I was like, never touch me again. Flash forward three hours later, I'm sleeping on the couch opposite of him. And he's like, I want you so bad. Come over now. Get on top of me. And I was like, literally suck my massive dick. That is not happening, but don't. No, so I literally was like, what the fuck? And then I had another guy friend at the beginning of the year when I first moved here who got accused of raping someone. I was like, what the actual fuck is wrong with men? Holy. First of all, I'm very sorry that happened. No, it's okay. Honestly, like, I learned from it, and it's like, 
taught me to be way, way more aware of, like, what I'm doing when I'm out and not take things from strangers. But so, then how if, like, somebody gives you physical touches, affection, how do you respond to that? I was never a very physical person to begin with, just... I'm an only child, and, like, my mom is very physical, and my dad is not, and I think I got that more from my dad. I've never been someone who likes holding hands or, like, doing stuff like that. Like, I'll give people hugs and stuff, but I'm not, like, a super affectionate person. It, it doesn't bother me if it's, like, people I know, but if a random guy, like, starts hitting on me at a party or, like, tries, like, kissing me or touching me, I, like, I can't do it. Like, I will get up and leave. Wow. Yeah. But good for you for, like, being, like, get off of me and hitting him to move Yeah, it. because it's not okay. No. Like, what the fuck? Like, is he literally... Like, we go to UCLA. You would think guys would have been taught Have this you shit. seen him since? Oh, fuck no. Absolutely the fuck not. He's tried texting me, and he doesn't know that, like, I was so uncomfortable by that because he was blasted out of his mind when this happened. I mean, it had come out that he'd done that to my friends, too. And I was like, never again. It's so interesting. So I was abroad this summer. Like, I went to Israel. Okay. And, like, the first couple days we were there, we had, like, Israeli soldiers with us. Right. And they were telling us all about the culture of, like, men are really aggressive. They are, yeah. They were like, when when you go to a club, when you go out, like, use the phrase, I have boyfriend. If you have boyfriend you don't have boyfriend, that's what you say. Exactly. And I was like, there's no way, like, I've been in college. Like, I've gone out. Like, I'm used to it. We go out to a club. It is disgusting. No. And, like, no. I definitely engaged a bit for, like, free alcohol, but to the point where after I got it, I'd peace out, exactly. you know? Exactly, that's how you do it, yeah. But literally, I had this, I had this one experience, it's kind of funny, we're at this club, and I was, like, going up to guys, and, like, you say, like, you're an American girl, and you want to try alcohol, or you, like, flirt with them, but nothing to the impression of, like, I'm going to, like, shove my tongue down your throat, you know? Exactly, yeah. And this guy comes up to me, older man, like, maybe Ooh, 30s or 40s. I literally hate that. And he says... He, like, pulls me in, and he goes, like, kiss me, kiss me. We're, like, talking about getting a drink, and he's, like, only if you kiss me, kiss me. And I was, like, no, well, like, I'm okay, thank you. And he, like, kept doing it, and I, like, said the whole I have boyfriend thing, whatever. And then my friend got roped into it, and she, it was to the point, like, she couldn't get away from him, and it was, like, really concerning. So I grab her hand, and, like, <sighs> sorry, my her house mom just... <laughs> Sent me a really funny text, which I'll read in a second. Um, he grab, I grab her hand, and, like run her like oh, yeah. in the club. I run into someone. Someone screams at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" It's one of my friends that I hadn't seen in three years from like South Africa, which was like a random moment. And we embraced and everything. It was great. Like these men think like, "Oh my god," because you're here. No, and that's and like the thing for me is like you're gonna know if I'm into you. Like I will make it yes. very clear. And um. It's, like, so stupid because it's, like, it's also going to be very obvious if I want nothing to do with you and am not into that, like, whole situation. And so it's kind of, like, read the fucking room. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to tell. And, um, it, it, no, it's just, like, so stupid because, like, you will know if a girl is interested in you. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've seen, I have gone out sober several several times oh me too yeah and because I lived really close to campus like I'd come from work especially over the summer sometimes it wasn't like important to me like I just go and see my friends and I can dance and have a great time I would watch like the hookup culture unfold from a sober lens it's so funny is but it's also the most uncomfortable thing like I saw one of my girlfriends like grab this guy and basically grab his head and try so hard to hook up with him and he was very much just like I am not down which I didn't get the hint and then you have to like move them away without trying to embarrass them it's terrible I can honestly say like I am not someone who makes the first move on guys very often I I have before but um I don't know if I ever have it's just kind of like you know it's like I feel like if a guy is into me I'll know too. Like he'll like. I'm make so it oblivious. Obvious. I low key am too. I'm saying this, and I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know. No, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But okay, so let's still unpack like high school boy. So you date the boy sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So I dated him. <laughs> Junior year. <laughs> this is one of this is one of his friends, and um, I think. <laughs> For whatever the reason he comes across this podcast, I will not be saying his name. He will know who it is. So we swim together. I couldn't tell you 
why I looked at this man and was like, this is it. This is happening. This is for me. <laughs> and keep in mind that, like, <laughs> Maddie's crying. The reason we're laughing so hard is because the other day, and there's still a lot more to unpack, but the other day, we'd been rushing for hours. We were delirious. Yeah. We were exhausted. It, like, I can't even begin to tell you, like, the state of mind we're in right now. And I walk up the stairs to see Maddie and three girls talking about her gay ex-boyfriend <laughs> and we proceed to stalk him and this boy is like adorable like whichever boy gets to be with him you're one lucky no, man like, for real like actually though however let's just say there's no way this man is straight like you just know this from looking at him yeah. and poor maddie had several of her first experiences <laughs> With this one boy. <laughs> okay. Literally, I have no shame. And, like, everyone knows everything about me. Like, I'm an open book. Literally, ask me anything. I will make, like, everyone feel better about any guy experience they've ever had. <laughs> I have not once hooked up with a guy where it's been <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, let's, let me say what I said. So, I was watching Bachelor in Paradise. <sighs> I really hope my parents don't listen to this. And, um... This girl, Tia, was hooking up with this guy and was, like, making out with him and was, like, he makes my vagina dance. And I was, like, I asked the girls who were all together, I was, like, have you guys had that happen? Everyone was, like, no. No. Well, okay, not everyone. Don't rope me into (laughs) that. Maddie said, I've had great experiences. Thank you. No. Maddie was, like, um, no. And some other girl also said, no. She can come on and share her own story sometime. But so, I was like, Maddie. I'm like crying. That's so bad. Okay. So, I haven't hooked up with that many people just because, like. But still. Well, yeah. No, I don't pick them well. I think, no. like. Yeah. But, like, besides the point. Like, there's been, like, maybe, like, one guy where it's been, like, not the worst experience. But, um. So, anyways. My. I. I. <laughs> Everyone who listens to this, I really hope that, like, this is how they associate me. I just want to lay that out. But, so, junior, junior year, I date this guy for, like, three months. Um, I lose my virginity to him. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> I'm, like, picturing it, which, like, if that's weird and gross, like, okay. But I can just, like, imagine, like, young you and, like, scrawny him, like, figuring no. it out. No, like, I sometimes will get, like, little flashbacks here and there for, like, whatever the fucking reason. And, like, like, in class zoning out. I'm, like, oh, God, and I'll literally start gagging. Like, look, okay, I can't, like, ew. But, um, anyways. Why was it so bad? Well, I mean, you know, I think he bats for the other team for one. (laughs) Sticks in the wrong (laughs) No! (laughs) On accident. (laughs) For those who didn't catch that, she said in air quotes, she stuck it in the wrong hole, quote unquote, by accident. <laughs> that, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, fully. And I remember, okay, but like, anyways, that's like besides the point. That was just one more, maybe like, thing that should have kept me off. But, um, basically, he, we sleep together like maybe two times total. He, like ghosts me like stops texting me and I'm like the fuck like I thought like me like in my young self I thought I was in love with him and like looking back I 100% was not like I've never been in love with any (laughs) (laughs) I text him and I'm like yo dude like why aren't you like responding to me and we have a phone call and he was like just so you know like I'm questioning my sexuality and I was like, what? And he's like, I knew after I slept with you the first time that, like, something was up. <laughs> is that not the So does, does that traumatize you? Does that, like, make you insecure? How does that make you feel? You know, it did for a while. I don't have, like, a dick. So, like, there wasn't much I could do about it. <laughs> that just be a quote in um, itself. I'm yeah. adding to the book. I, I think what's so bad, I don't know if you, if you have ever felt this way. For me, I have gone insecure before with guys because I'm like, what if, like, I do something wrong or they don't yeah. like this or, like, I'm not good in comparison. Like, all of those things run through my head. I totally get that. Yeah, I think every girl, like, thinks that every once in a while and... Um, Meanwhile, boys just, like, suck at what they're doing. Well, they suck. Like, they need to, like, study, like, anatomy again or, like, for the first time because it should not be that hard. Like... They should find the right hole. My leg is not the right... <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> I'm 
I'm just, I'm just like shaking in my boots. So, okay, it gets better. So oh, after God. that, I was a little traumatized. Got over it in like two months. Like, wasn't a huge thing. But, um. Did you tell your friends? I told my best friend at the time. And like my parents. And my mom was like, you know, we had like a sneaking suspicion. <gasps> okay, if my mother ever knew that a guy I like. Okay, first of all, I'm not into guys who are like really feminine. I'm not. I- yes, you are. <laughs> oh, no, I swear I'm not. Like, that was a one-off. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think you're just traumatized. But if I ever knew yeah. that, like, my mom knew, okay, so then I told the story in response. One of my best friends in high school, her friend, who was gay, but he didn't come out at the time, was dating this girl for, like, a year. And it came out later that the girl's mom was only okay with them hanging out because the mom knew that he was gay. So the mom was like, I know, like, nothing's ever going to happen. And, like, yeah. the poor boy, like broke up with her because he like didn't want to sleep with her because he like realized like who he truly was which is amazing but what kind of mother puts their daughter through that exactly and like i totally supported or the poor boy like letting him be in a year-long relationship when he's not even into her no exactly like the thing is like i tried to support this guy and he just like i mean obviously i knew his biggest secret like there's kind of no way to feel comfortable like around me after that um but anyways it gets better. So, oh flash. God. This is a whole other story. But flash forward. I didn't hook up. I didn't hook up with anyone because that happened a few months before COVID. COVID hits. My parents were super strict. I like pretty much didn't leave my house for like a year until I came to UCLA. Um, I kind of hope this guy hears this because I need him to know that if you do this when you're hooking up with a girl for the first time, they will not hook up with you again. But um, so I meet this guy. Um, he's not in a frat, so probably not gonna hear this but we're hooking up for the first time um I really got the ick from him I I don't know what it was but I were you like making out on a dance floor no it was in my apartment how did that happen so I met him through um a friend of a friend he was friends with them we were at an apartment together and we found out we were in one of the same classes so we were like studying for a test together in my apartment and um the first (laughs) this in order the first time we hooked up he starts eskimo kissing me and i don't know if you guys know what that is i don't know but that's where you rub noses with someone oh i do know what that is what oh yeah no and i literally was like okay that's a little weird i let it slide i was like maybe that was like a one-off wait wait and like what wait okay let's rewind in terms of like you're making out and he starts okay and i was like sitting there and i was like huh that's a little like, odd. Like, just, like, noses. Yeah, I was like, that's a little weird. Like, maybe it was, like, an accident or something. Um, then we hooked up another time, and it happened again. And that's when I was like, I don't think this is an accident. And he was asking me, he's like, so, like, what are your thoughts on dating? And, like, stuff like that. And Wait, I but like, I don't understand how that correlates to Eskimo oh, kissing. Oh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to that. Um, <clears throat> I was like, this is weird as shit why is this happening and it was because he wanted to date me and he viewed that as a form of affection where when you're into a girl you eskimo kiss them and they'll like (laughs) what is wrong with men like ew do not ever do that never 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 eskimo kiss a girl that's so weird yes so i like because I've never, like, that's just not a normal thing to do. Like, if you're dating someone and you're, like, yeah. in love or, like, your chemistry is just palpable. Exactly. But this was the first time we had hooked up. And I remember being, like, the fuck is happening? Like, what? Or is and, you're 0 for 2. Oh, I'm, I'm, or 0, 0, for I'm 3. 0 for a lot. I'm 0 for a lot. Um, yeah. And, like, I also have a really bad habit of hopping around friend groups. Going it's kind back, of toxic. Yeah, but going back to the high school thing, that's where things get problematic. <laughs> that everyone is like oh like did you hook up with her and they're like yeah wait me too and then like they all find out and then you know it's like a thing but like that you're deemed a slut yeah i've i've been called i've been called a a whore before and a slut and a hoe yeah that's like not okay though no and it's like it's funny because i have hooked up with very few people like i just haven't hooked up with that many people because it's, like, hookup culture's not my thing, and I have to be very, very sure if I'm gonna, like, date someone, so I haven't hooked up with that many people, and I've been, like, in my high school, I kind of got that reputation for a little bit. The guy who is no longer straight told every, everyone at my school we slept together. 
every single person. And, like, when you're 16 and 17, like, a lot of people haven't done that yet. Right. These people mature at different rates. And so my best friend's, like, you're a hoe. Like, you're a whore. Are you serious? I'm serious, yeah. That's so wildly different than, like, how I grew up. And just, like, yeah. people were losing it at, like, 14. My school was weird. I don't know if it was just my school or the area I was in, but definitely the AP bubble. Because, you know, like, people who are really smart, like, a lot of those guys don't, like, know how to talk to girls quite as much. Sure. And so I was, like, surrounded by people where that, like, just was not happening. And um, people just, like, loved, like, letting everyone know. And, like... Those, the same guy friend who bought me the necklace, like, lied to everyone and was, like, we hooked up. Like, we slept together. That's something that I would say is, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. Is, like, when people talk about stuff. Which I guess is hypocritical because I have a podcast and we're doing that now. But I think for me, if I, like, hook up with a boy or whatever, I don't want... I've been in the position where yeah. I've done that. And then his, like, best friend called me and, like ran through the night with me and I was like this makes me wildly uncomfortable I know it's like really fucked up and that's why I'm like, like I'll talk about the gossip yeah. I'll talk about the tea but if I don't share it then don't ask me exactly it. and that's why I'm sharing it on here because I feel like a lot of people can like learn from some of this stuff maybe not like the like not straight <laughs> boyfriend I don't really think that happens very often so sure. if you're a young girl listening to this don't don't like don't be worried about that because sure, sure. just like watch out for you know like the subtle like the subtle signs, but, um, yeah, so I just was like, okay, so this guy's telling everyone I slept with him, so everyone at my school, like, knows I did actually sleep with this one guy, and then also thinks I slept with his friend. Okay. And, um, I, I did get a little bit of that reputation, so in college, I think I've kind of given myself the other reputation that I'm never gonna hook up with anyone. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting, like, how it flips. I know. I know, because I've been so, so careful after that happened to me in high school because it created so many issues for me with, like, my guy friends, and, like, it was so embarrassing hearing that people were talking about it and it was getting back to me. And so I kind of, like, flipped a switch and actually, like, kind of went the other way since I've been here where I've been um, so careful about, like, who I've hooked up with and what guys I've talked to and what I've done. And I'm sure it kind of comes across sometimes as being like shy and like quiet, but it's more just like, I don't want to step on people's toes. And like, for me, no guy is worth like losing a friendship or like anything over. Damn. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking for in this moment? You know, I don't know. I'm kind of never someone who's like actively looking for someone or something. If it comes, that's great. And it's awesome. But if I meet a guy I click with really well, I'm never going to, like, be like, no, like, I'm not going to explore that. I just, I am very picky, and I haven't, like, met anyone I've really, like, clicked with all that well. I'm so going to find you a man. Please do. I would love he that. Please have a good sense of humor. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to sound like the biggest, like, biatch right now. But I created this thing called, like, I'll put people in categories of being, like, chocolate and vanilla, which is not, like, a racist thing. I want to <laughs> no. just, like, set that precedent. I said that once to someone, and someone literally looked at me and they're like, you, like, you can't say that. I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's not a race thing. Like, trust me. No, like, I know what you mean. I know what you um, mean. And, again, it's, like, by my own standards, but, like, yeah. my standards are, like, always right, so whatever. Right, right, um, right yeah. Vanilla is, like, if you're boring. Oh, for sure. And chocolate is, like, fun and exciting. Exactly. So, I believe, like, a chocolate vanilla swirl is possible because, like, balance is key. Oh. Oh, I like that. Okay. Two vanilla people can be together, but it's, like, very bland. Typically, like, divorce is on the horizon. Yeah. Two chocolate people is, like, what I'm looking for. Like, exciting. Like. That's how it has to be. Especially in college. Yeah. Yeah. So... That, I feel like you need a chocolate energy. I agree 100%. I, if a guy doesn't have a sense of humor, um, and I think that's what happened with me with the first guy I hooked up with at UCLA, is, like, that's why I got the ick, is because, like, I would, like, make jokes. Like, you, like, no, I'm, like, I say random shit. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> and this guy, like, it's, like, I wasn't hitting the nail on the head. He'd just be there, and he'd be, like, yeah. Bye. I was, like, nope, this isn't happening. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm really, really attracted to guys who are funny, can understand jokes, because you have to be smart and, like, quick-witted to understand sarcasm and, like, stuff like that, and if, like, a guy can't, like, latch on to, like, the jokes I'm making, it's kind of, like, mm, not gonna work. Okay. Yeah. This is very interesting. I know. So you fully told your parents about your ex-boyfriend being Yes, gay. they knew, because, well, I'm an only child, so I think, like, only children kind of grow up and, like, 
learn to tell their parents everything. Yeah. And I'm really, really close with um, both of my parents. And so, like, I would tell my mom everything that was happening because, like, when you're young, you want advice and stuff. And, like, my friends were judgy of me, as I had mentioned previously. So I couldn't really go to them for advice about everything. But I would tell my mom, and my mom's been kind of, like, pushing me to date someone to kind of, like, move past that experience. But, um... I, like, recently told her about the whole, like, sexual assault and roofie You thing. didn't tell her when it happened? I told her about the roofing, the sexual assault thing I told her about months later. No. Yeah. Way. Yeah, and so, like... Why'd you wait so long? Because I actually didn't even realize that that was what had happened for months after. Because we're taught that unless you're raped, it's fine, and it's not sexual assault. And it's, if anything is not consensual, if it makes you uncomfortable, that is sexual harassment, sexual assault. I mean, it just is. And so I was actually sitting down with my friends and we were just talking about that because she had been dating a guy who had like done stuff like this. And I was sitting there and I was like, wait a second, what happened last year was not okay. And there was a reason why I was so uncomfortable the moment it happened. So, um... My mo- I told my mom about that, and she always thought I was a little bit, like, kind of, like, not, like, weird about dating, but just kind of, like, oh, like, it's obvious she doesn't really want to, but, like, after I told her that, she, like, understands why it's so hard for me to, like, trust guys, and you need to trust people to, like, date them, so I've been really, like, trying to, like, work past that this year. Yeah. I'm just, like, leaning back, like, wide-eyed, trying to process everything. I know. I think that what's so screwed up is just, like... And it's human nature is that yeah. as soon as somebody like crosses that line of trust, of respect, of anything, it affects you moving forward. Exactly. Which is why like people who are in toxic relationships or abusive relationships or like friendships, anything or deal with that with their parents, it then is just like ingrained in who you are as a person. Exactly. So like it's nobody's fault that like they have like what I'm saying, it's not your fault yeah. that like you're dealing with that because it wasn't something like you chose Exactly. Right to happen. Exactly. And when it happens at such a young age, like I was 16, 17 when all of this started happening, like the whole necklace guy. I mean, that that's just funny as shit. Looking both at like all my high school but stuff. But looking is funny. back. But looking when back. When you're yeah, in the moment with horrifying. anything in life, literally, I remember in high school and just like even Snapchat memories and me like bawling my eyes yeah. out. And I look back and I'm like, Ashley, like this boy is literally the dumbest human being. Oh, exactly. And like, Oh, that's the problem is, like, if you ask any of my friends, they're like, Maddie, you, like, you you go for, like, weird guys. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I think part of it is because, like, if a guy makes me feel, like, comfortable, that's, like, that's who I go for. Like, I don't really care, like, what someone looks like, any of that. It's, like, if I feel like, because, you know, you can tell when, like, you can trust someone. Of course. So, like, that's what it is for me. And I think it's, like, that's kind of, like, what I didn't have in the past that, like, you kind of learn to find after the fact. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so everybody listening can use some of that advice. And For sure. Now I want to pivot a bit back to talking about, like, spring quarter and yeah. going a little crazy. What was that like for you? Because it was clearly, like, a 180 from who you were in yeah, high school to exactly. who you were in college. So it was honestly, looking back, something I needed to do because – it made me realize, like, I needed to find a balance between how I was in high school and how I was at the end of last year. Like, there's a happy medium between going out and raging and throwing down every single night and not doing anything. Yeah. So it's really helped me this year kind of figure out, like, you don't need to go out to, you don't need to go out every night. You don't need to go to every function. And, like, prioritizing school is also just as important. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And how has, like, the transition been in college? It's been really good for me. So I thought I was going to be a lot more homesick than I actually have been. Um, I think I'm someone who's very independent and I do better when I'm on my own. And I think that's what's like college has made me realize is I work better when I am kind of like living by myself because I think I develop more confidence in my abilities and myself and I'm way more productive so as well. why are you living in a sorority house with 54 other women? Okay, so I was actually a little bit worried about that, but um, living in the house, I'm in a double, so I only have one other roommate, which is definitely helpful, but... What room are you in? I'm in room eight. Right. Yeah, so that's been good, and I also... It, it's helpful for me to be surrounded by women who are also just as strong and capable as me. 
Like, everyone in this fucking house Yes. No, like, truly, like, everyone in this house, like, who I have met has been so motivated and so into school. And that's why I decided to live in the house is because I knew that by surrounding myself with like-minded people, that would be amazing. That's why even last night when we were all staying up studying, I was like, yes. I know. We don't feel the need to, like, drink or party or whatever. Like, we are all here literally grinding our butts off. Exactly, and that's what I love so much is because I feel like last year with COVID, everyone was kind of in the mindset that, like, um, and CSESH, too, that, like, you have to drink to have fun, Mm -hmm. and you have to be partying to have fun, and I am someone who values, like, the little moments way more than that. I'm so the same. Yeah. I'm so the same. I have gone out sober to so many things, and people, A, never know, but B, like, they could never do it. Exactly. No, and that's why, like, when I do that a lot, people are like, how are you doing that? Like, how are you okay with this? And I'm like, I don't mind this because I'm going out and I know I'm going to remember the night. I know I'm going to remember all the fun things we do. Or, like, conversation-wise. Exactly. I'm going to remember who I'm meeting. Like, there's any cute guys, I'm going to remember seeing them and who they are. (laughs) Exactly. And I have to ask, I see the tattoo of the three. What's that? Okay, so it is for my mom, my dad, and I. I got it on a whim last year. One of my first, it was like a month after I got here with COVID, I was struggling a little bit just because I was homesick. Um, so I made an appointment, got it the night of, called my mom and was like, mom, I have to show you something. And she was like, there is no way that's real. And I was like, it is real, mom. And so I thought they were going to kill me, but my parents love it. They were like, that's the cutest shit I've ever heard. And I was like, I try, guys. <laughs> Are you going to get more? So I almost got one on my rib cage, but... um. I'm really indecisive, and I feel like I'm someone who's going to get something else and then look back and be like, I should have just left it at one. I kind of, I think it's classy. That's what I think, too, and I don't want to, like, tat all over don't. myself. I think, I think it's classy. Like, I Thank have the you. placement next to your wrist, like, oh my God, it looks so good. nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, I literally was like, if I do something small in a place where I'm not looking at it all the time, it's going to be, like, a reminder of, like... Your family and friends are always there if you need them, but you don't have to have, like, a giant eagle on your arm to, like, remind you of something. You just do something small. Looking back, like, on what your college experience has been like thus far and who you were in high school and just kind of, like, really changing as a human being, do you have advice for anybody or, like, something that you wish you could have told your high school self? No, definitely. So, like, the reason I am sharing all of this is because I know, like, when I've had friends who have been struggling with things, like... I just know hearing other people's stories, because you think everyone's life is a lot more perfect than it is. Oh my goodness, preach to the choir. Yeah. I'm like the queen of that. It's oh, so bad. Like on social media, yep. like, I have the worst FOMO. Oh. The worst FOMO. And so I'll see people posting and I'm like, why the fuck like, am I so like upset about this guy or whatever and they're out here having a great time? Like everyone's life looks so much more amazing than it actually is. And like everyone has their own struggles, their own demons. And that's like why I'm sharing this is because... Like, I'm someone who used to keep everything to themselves. Really? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't share anything. And I just know that, like, by sharing these things with people, it not only, like, helps you get closer to people and, like, build stronger connections, but, like, it helps a lot of people who are younger than us. Because, I mean, I didn't have an older sister, an older brother. So, like, when I was in high school, like, I didn't have anyone really kind of telling me, like, how to do things and how to, like, go about different things. And I think all of, like, my dating experiences especially have made me value myself more as a person and realize like what I deserve and I just want everyone listening to know that like they deserve so much more than the shitty guy they met like freshman year like if they're not treating you right drop them period (laughs) well that's the first episode back I hope I did a decent job getting back into it we are now going to be pumping out episodes every which way I think I enjoy this conversation. And again, Maddie's still sitting here next to me. I'm not letting her leave because that was like our way of getting to know each other. It was. That's yeah. how we broke the ice. That's how we really just uncovered everything. And I feel closer to you than I do to some people. That's crazy. No, honestly, same though. Like that really helped. Like it was a great way to get to know you too. Yeah. Like trauma. We really, yeah, <laughs> trauma bonding at its finest. But before everybody goes, I just need to share this funny story. So. Because we're living in our sorority house and we decided last night, like you heard, that we were going to do this episode, it's very hard to find quiet spaces. Yeah. So I texted in our group chat for, I'm going to expose everyone right now, for all of the girls living in and I said, 
reserving the basement tomorrow at three you best believe bde is coming back baby and then the girl who was sitting across from me was like ashley like someone just texted me like do you have a boy coming over like are you reserving the basement to hook up with him like sis no big dorm energy is who we're reserving it for so i sent a follow-up text and i said clarification that is the name of my podcast then one of my friends says you have a podcast and someone else and I said not that you will be on it hashtag awk and some other girl said whoa and then some other girl said thanks Ashley for letting us know you have a dick appointment and then Maddie responds see you in the basement at three winky face winky face so everyone has been getting absolutely ready for BDE I hope you all enjoyed this episode stay tuned for future episodes and I'll see you next time